Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of First and Last. My name is Josh, and with me this week, I've got Joe. Hey, man. And Jimmy. What is up, boys? Pasta boys. Ooh, we're both pasta boys. If I was a pasta, what kind of pasta would I be? Are Rig- you asking Rigatoni? Us or are you- Rigatoni? <laughs> that was the first one I thought of, too. Rigatoni? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. We okay. the oh we are the uh you're the pasta you're a pasta pal and me and Joe are the rigatoni rascals. Well, no, I was saying you're oh, a rigatoni. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't r- don't shape. rope me into this. I think I'm more of a rotini. Oh, a little spiral action, a little spirally. Okay, which one's sure. a, which one is rigatoni? I don't even know what shape that is. It's just like a tube, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's kind it's of like masticholi esque, but like tube. Yeah, but there's ridges. I th- I think masticholi is different in that it has like it's like kind like of cut angular, in angle. yeah, like penne. Mm-hmm. Whereas rigatoni is ridged but flat cut. Yeah, it's a tube, man. It's just a you're just a tube, a ridged tube. <laughs> oh, okay, those ones. Yeah, they're accurately describing. Yeah, they're a little. Pasta. It's like it's like a if you cut a it's like a wide straw cut up mm-hmm. that has okay. yeah, ridges. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought maybe because there's that other one that's like uh, really big. Okay, you fill the like jumbo shell. Yeah. Oh, delicious. <laughs> like are those are those cannelloni? Is that what that is? I don't know. I mean, at the store they literally just say jumbo shells <laughs> on the <laughs> shell. Well, no, those are shells. Shells are shells. I shells meant, are like, shells. The big tube that you fill. Oh, okay. Yeah. They should just call them what they're shaped. This is a big <laughs> tube. Lar- you big want a small tube, tube or <laughs> large tube? What size and shape of tube? We got medium, small, large tube, and we got macaroni. I do. <laughs> I think I do prefer like a tubed pasta because you can get, you know, the sauce just all up in it. It's more of a vessel that way. Yeah. Relatedly, how do you feel about... <laughs> Like craft mac and cheese shapes, like the shapes boxes, like SpongeBob mm. or Power Rangers or whatever. Mm. I mean, I think I lean. I think I lean away from those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also don't get craft macaroni and cheese anymore. Mm. Uh, I, I, <laughs> anymore. Also, I also stray away from that. Wow, canceled. Well, <laughs> if I'm gonna get like a store bought like you a know, box mac a, and cheese, a box mac and cheese, mm-hmm. I'll go for one that has. Uh, I'm a I'm a liquid cheese guy. Okay, not a powdered cheese guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I'll either like Velveeta. I generally won't. <laughs> I, I mean, if in a in a in a pinch, I'd get a Velveeta, mm-hmm. but I generally go for like an Annie's. Mm-hmm. But Annie's okay. There's so there's an Annie's that exists that has liquid cheese. Yes, so we definitely get Annie's, but it's box. It's it's powdered powder, powder yeah, cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I'll That's go I'll go boxed Annie's uh, with uh with the liquid cheese. Okay. And and what shape is that? I think it's just regular. Just regular, not the just bunnies. Like little shells. Yeah, it's little shells, or it's either yeah, either like elbow mac. It's either macaroni or it's oh, right. like shells. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people don't like the shapes. I feel like they. You're they, a big shape guy, Joe. I'm kind of a big shape guy. I think it's mm. fun. I, I think I'm a sh- I'm a spaghettio shape. shape guy, but not a mac shape guy. Okay. I like the mac shape because well, I should start with 
the reason people don't like the Mac shapes is because they cook inconsistently because they they're made oh. to look like a fucking cartoon. They do cook inconsistently. There you got you got mm. some like more al dente parts in the middle and then like overcooked parts on the outside. I get mm. it. But if you're a maniac like me and likes it all kind of al dente anyway, <laughs> yeah, chunking through it. Um the plus of the shapes is that you get like little bits of like the cheese powder kind of like stuck in Just some like of the crevasses yeah in the nooks and crannies and like that's kind of a fun treat it's like the waffle of noodles mm-hmm. are you just not you're just not like stirring your mac very well is that <laughs> yeah you can solve this if you just stir or you just throw it all in and just let like nature a, have at just it just like an animal yeah i feel like i i feel like i do a thorough uh thorough stir so mm-hmm. it's not really an issue but the yeah. shapes are just fun well some people even uh will <laughs> The shapes are fun. With again with the powder, which I, I understand, like you like the the liquid because then it's all fully mixed. But yeah, with the powder, yeah, that's just me being lazy, really. Like mm-hmm. you cook the noodles, you strain it, um, and then while the noodles are in the strainer, you put the powder and the milk and the butter in yeah. the pot, and then whisk it all up yeah. so that it's all real smooth, and then you put and the you noodles back it. in. Mm. Yeah. Then you can make yeah. sure it's smooth. But but me, no. Give me some chunkies. <laughs> you just kind of shake the pot a little bit and then yeah. toss the noodles back in. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. Toss a little bit of that powder in my mouth. <laughs> and then you save a little bit to like sprinkle on top. You do Ooh. like the cinnamon challenge, but with the <laughs> cheese, pa- powder. cheese powder. Just a spoonful of cheese powder. My mom used to cook Kraft mac and cheese with like way too much milk. So it'd be kind of like... Oh yeah, I soupy. One of my parents did that too. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. It I was a little bit of milk. You know, some people don't like because this wait, like a lot of them say milk. like water or milk. Water. What? Yeah, a lot of them say like water or milk. Oh. You gotta use milk, right? And you gotta like, use just milk. A tub of butter. But like, if you use like the recommended amount of milk, it's like a nice like cheese sauce consistency. But the way my mom made it, it was like soup. Not soup that you, you couldn't like. It wasn't swimming in there, but cheese soup. It was. It was like it was, like it a was cheese stew. floating. It was wet. <laughs> it was very wet. It was yeah. wet. It was a wet. Okay. It wasn't creamy. It was wet. Yeah, it was a wet. Yeah, cheese I don't sauce. think pasta should be wet. It was only like when I was an adult that I figured out that like when you do it by the directions, it comes out exactly like you want it. How did your mom? Ah. Sure. Uh, I mean, this was a whole new thing. But how did your <laughs> mom make like? tuna like a tuna salad like a tuna salad with like mayonnaise like yes. did she put in way too much mayonnaise and then it was like you know it wouldn't like hold its shape really it would like ooze out i think it was also wet too but i think a complication <laughs> with that is that she's also putting she put um, milk in your tuna <laughs> no crushed pineapple mm. which i think adds to the wetness yeah i mean that pineapple, pineapple juice is gonna add to the wetness tuna mm-hmm. pasta that's interesting. No, to the tu- just, just tuna salad. Just not, tuna salad. Not tuna. pasta tuna salad. Like not a tuna casserole. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just was thinking because that's another thing that like a mom Still, would uh, make for a kid. Mm-hmm. Would, would they had to put like some sort of cream liquid in? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is she just? Is your mom just trying to sneak in? Were you like not drinking <laughs> enough milk? You not like you not doing wasn't. dairy? You like not doing enough fruits? Just trying to get all these cram all these things into your no, meals. No, I still don't really like dairy or fruits. There you go. <laughs> or maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. 
too much milk in my mouth. Joe just thinks all <laughs> dairy and fruits are just really wet. Yeah, I just my favorite parts of the mac and cheese are the Vienna sausage. <laughs> you guys put Vienna sausage in your mac and cheese? Oh, I mean, no. I, oh, we got I, a step too sounds far. Great. No, I would. I mess with a hot dog in my. Uh, oh, for sure. In the oh, mac and sure. cheese. Yeah. Have you guys done a? Uh, so this is what my my wife this is. What Michelle does is she'll throw, like at the end, she'll throw a thing of like. Or at some point, she throw a thing of frozen peas in there so that like mm. when it's like all done, it's they're all heated through and like then you got mac and cheese and peas. I've messed with that. I've messed with that before. Not a staple. Yeah, we don't do it all the time, but mm. it's, uh, it's I've I've had that before. Some I think some, in there. I think someone has made that for me before, and it was good. But I've also thrown tuna in my mac and cheese. Just just a just tuna regular tuna, not like a tuna salad. Just yeah, tuna. yeah, just regular tuna. Tuna mac. It's All really right. good. All right. So hot dogs, tuna. Hot dogs, tuna. Pea, Sometimes just peas like is good. ground beef. Ooh. I mean, yeah, but it's like that. I'm like, you know, that means you got to cook it. That Yeah, you got to cook it. That's, yeah. that's not an, yeah, separate True. thing. True. I mean, I'm already making like instant mac, basically. <laughs> I'm yeah, but cl- like I clearly pasta, don't want to cook. Po- I feel like cooking, cooking pound of ground beef like on your stove takes as long as like boiling the boiling water, water and, and, and <laughs> cooking pasta less time yeah that's that's fair okay well next time i make mac and cheese unless you just really just just want to like sit and let it all happen i'm getting sad to know that i like probably have like mac and cheese like once a year at this point in my life hmm. like it's very rare that Listen i have i had mac and cheese today wow Nice. Is that how we started talking about this? I have no idea how we started talking no. about this. No. I ran I asked You guys are pasta shapes. I asked <laughs> I asked what shapes. type of pasta it would Rigatoni. be and we also, said the last 15 The correct minutes. answer is shells because it takes in all the mac and cheese cheese in the, in its little shell. It is good. It's like a I hermit like, crab cheese. Cuz you do get that shape effect that yeah, you get the powder in and there then, and then you bite into it and it squishes all the cheese out of the shell into your mouth. The the correct uh, is lasagna noodle. Mm lasagna and cheese <laughs> i had a i had a trophy pasta have you heard of this i think that's how you say it it's t-r-o-f-i-e hmm. it's like a it's like a thick tight spiral never heard of it before hmm. it's delicious that trophy pesto mm. i'm into it we have this um like podcast pasta what it's <laughs> the name of the shape is cascatelli but like there is this podcast i guess that they were trying to determine like the best pasta shape and then they engineered like a new pasta shape that is supposed to like hold sauce and like be forkable and have like a good mouthfeel. And it's like, it's hard to describe the shape that kind of like a, it's like a, they look like a, it looks like a slug to be honest. Kind of a bug. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, because it's got, like, ridges in it, it does hold some sauce, sure. and it is, like, forkable, which, like, the shells are, like, good, but, like, kind of got to spoon the, the yeah, shells. that's true. Huh. Very interesting. Very Speaking interesting. of podcasts. <laughs> do you want to do it? Do you want to ask Joe the question? Are we, on, are we on a podcast? Hey, Joe, what is this pasta podcast? What is our shell that we're going to invent? Um, We take a TV show. Uh, and watch the first and the last episode and nothing in between. And then uh, we we rave about the show. We love the show every week. Yep. It's always a good show. 
Never not a good show. Never not a good show. Um, and then we talk about the merits of uh, seeing the beginning and end of something with nothing in the middle. Uh, I sing the praises of those merits. <laughs> it's always the best mm. way to, to dive into something. Hmm. Do you, yeah. I was like, do you do. not agree? Were you thinking of whether or not you agreed on that statement? Fun. I I feel like I was trying to think honestly. Like, have I liked even fifty percent of the shows that we've watched? <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I mean, that'd still be that'd be that amazing. Five hundred. That's incredible. No. I don't think so. Probably not. I don't think so. I'd say twenty percent. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I've watched like fourteen percent of them. <laughs> yeah. Go back and listen to our two-hour-long episode about Ep- it. Episode three hundred. Woo! Because we watched episode three hundred, where we watched two hundred and eighty-five shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you picked a show today. I did. Uh, was pretty excited this like spring about all the shows that were ending and all the potential that we could do. Um, I feel like we've done a couple. We did Barry, yep. that it just ended. Were there other ones? I th- I feel like there was. Uh, there were other ones that we mentioned, but I don't know. That we've we we haven't them. done them yet. You talked Maisel about Maisel and Succession. Succession and, we're gonna yeah. do Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, all right. Um, have you guys have you heard of, heard of this? No, I don't know anything about it. Oh, okay. I've seen maybe the first like five episodes or so. Okay, nice. I think Claire's seen. I she might be up to date, except for the last season or something. Okay. Um, am I mistaken that it's created by the person who did um. Uh, Gilmore Girls. Oh well, it's. I believe it's Amy Sherman Palladino. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed. For, for both of those, it is Amy EP, and it EP also, of she's the Girls. person who did Gilmore Girls. So yeah, from what I remember of the show, that it has some of that like. It's got a Gilmore feel. Gilmore feel, real snappy dialogue, real funny. Real snappy, yeah. Everybody is, and everybody Rachel like, talks like that. talks pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, everyone talks quick and snappy and is clever. Yeah, for some reason I feel like this this setting makes more sense for that because it's in like <laughs> New York and everything's fast paced and it's in it's a period piece. Yeah, I miss Maisel, see? Mm, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, <laughs> a lot of cigarettes hanging out of mouths. The uh like kind of I don't know, title card or whatever that says the Marvelous Miss Maisel at least on um Wikipedia kind of gives me a, a I dream of genie feel. Oh sure, yeah. With the yeah. with the artwork, I think that's bit. part of the like period. Like it's, it's revealed in season six that she's a genie. Oh, okay. That's why she's marvelous. Um, <laughs> so you said period. So I don't even know when this takes place. Then I don't know anything about this show. I know nothing. Mm-hmm. I've never. I don't think I've seen a commercial for this show. Really? Do you not watch anything on Amazon Prime ever? Yeah, because they really push it on Amazon. No, not really. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Honestly, I watched The Boys, yeah. and they're probably not <laughs> telling me to watch. My, yeah, very low overlap <laughs> between The Boys. Like, what and are like they showing you to watch? When you watch The Boys, like the Jack Clancy. The, what's <laughs> yeah. the? Yeah, yeah. Um, from that's, the office. That's, one, one, yeah, the one that Jim's that's in. That's either over or ending. Maybe it's just the final season right now. Probably mm-hmm. that and like Jack Reacher. Yeah, are those not the same? 
Is that the, is he is he Jack <laughs> Reacher? Different in? things. No, because Jack Reacher. I think, so. I think it's Tom Cruise, right? Yeah, but there's, but like there's a, a show. show now, oh, and that's yeah. somebody else. You know, they're just trying to show you. They just want you to watch bro shows. If you're, yeah. Sure, bros. Um, and so I always think of when everyone that says like I've heard the the name of the show throughout its uh, run. By the way, 2017. March 17, 2017 to May 26, 2023. Mm-hmm. So just ended a month or two month ago, two month, month and a half. Uh, five seasons, 43 episodes. Yeah. And then it was on, it's on HBO or Amazon Prime. We just Amazon Prime. Um, I always think of like, what is that? Like the, I, it's like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So then it makes me think of the fa- fantastic Mr. Fox, mm. which is. Sure. Um, the Wes Anderson. <laughs> Like claymation, or yeah, something. yeah, some sort of stop motion. Movie. I just because I think stop it's like motion, marvelous, yeah. and I think of fantastic. It's mm-hmm. just like a lot of words in the a title, and so mm-hmm. I think of that. Uh, and I've also never seen the fan- Fantastic Mr. Fox. Either. Really? Um, oh, it's <laughs> phenomenal. Um, and there's some George other Clooney? and then there's some other show that I also think of that I can't remember the name of right now. But mm. it doesn't have anything to do. I'm just word association. That's yeah. all I have for the show. Like sure. it makes me think of like Miss Marvel. Isn't that a show? That's a movie. That's a movie. That's a movie. Yeah, that's one of those, uh, one of those uh, comic book movies. Hmm. Other people in the show that I know, Tony yes. Shalhoub. <laughs> yeah, Monk himself. Monk himself. And then you said, uh, wait, Jane Lynch. She's Jane. In Jane Lynch is a recurring character. I don't um, remember seeing her. Maybe she comes in later. You would know Alex Borstein. That's the like assistant or whatever, right? She she yeah. Um, is she in um She voices well, well, Lois Griffin. She's you, Lois Griffin. I was going to say I'll let you continue to tell me what yeah, I would recognize. She's her the from. voice of Lois Griffin and, okay. and like if you were to hear her voice for a while you'd be like why do I know that <laughs> voice? Cuz she's been Lois for many years. And then Rachel Brosnahan who um I think the only other thing I've seen her in is House of Cards. I mean, so as someone who's never seen this show, I'm looking at the I Dream of Genie-esque like, <laughs> ar- yeah. like banner art, basically, for this. Uh, this show is going to be about uh, a housewife with superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> sure hope so. Um, in like 1973. What, what, you said period piece, so I guess the time, mm-hmm. but I don't know. If- what, do you, what, what do you think her power would be? Probably she's read minds. Cool. Like Jean Grey. It's one of my favorites. But like not fighting crime or doing anything. She's that's reminds. high praise. Jean Grey. Phoenix herself? Well, no, that's that's a different iteration. I'm regular Jean Grey. <laughs> Good Jean. Alright. Depending on what <laughs> depending on what universe we're talking about, Jean Grey that the Phoenix is like an alien, right? Yeah, it's like an alien entity that's kind of commandeered. Yeah. Jean Grey true uh that's not what this is about okay yeah so i mean genre is comedy drama and period drama yeah so it's a period piece when does it take place will you tell me before we start i'm gonna say it's like just post world war ii kind of a thing yeah i was gonna guess 50s that's my guess 50s okay Mm -hmm. yeah oh so is she marvelous because she's like 
a woman with a voice <laughs> because because <laughs> I feel like being a That's woman in superpower. I feel like being a woman in 1950s probably wasn't very great. <laughs> yeah, this is it, this is in America. Um, it is in America. I will spoil that for you. I, yeah, I see it's in New York. So, yeah, I um my only other thing about this that I should say up front is that I've seen every episode of this except for the finale oh all right nice. and i've been watching it with michelle this whole time she she, she does pissed. not know oh. that I'm about to watch this <laughs> so you I have made a five call. days to I like made a call. pretend to watch it with her <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah what are you gonna and do hope that she doesn't put <laughs> it together that does she, she doesn't listen to this immediately so does she listen week to week or <laughs> I don't, I don't know if she pays enough attention. So let's gloss over that. Let's let's change the subject. So maybe <laughs> let's keep talking. There's about a good uh, chance that she <laughs> doesn't even notice. Uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good stuff. There's some other stuff, but I think uh, I'll save it until after we've seen this first. How long are these ups? They're you know it's a like. What's the word I'm looking for? It's a drama that's you know that you're paying for, so they're close to an hour. Okay. I think it's a fir- streaming hour, so it's like streaming hour. So it's, it's like fifty two so tr- minutes. True hour. Okay. About fifty two. Uh well the first episode is just called Pilot. It debuted on March seventeenth, twenty seventeen. Joe, it's fifty six minutes, if oh, you were wondering. 56. Uh and the IMDB rating is eight point six. So that's pretty Pretty fun. good. Pretty good. So let's uh let's just uh cut to it, huh? We'll uh, we'll be back after the pilot. Joe, you ready? I'm ready. And we're back. We're done with the first episode of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It was just called Pilot. Do you have a write-up, Jimmy? Marvelous Pilot. Sort of. Um, in 1958, New York City... Miriam Midge Maisel is a young, affluent Jewish American. Joel, Midge's husband of four years, works at his uncle's plastics company while she raises her two children. Midge facilitates her untalented husband's weekly stand-up comedy routine at the Gaslight Cafe, unaware he wants to be a professional comic. After a particularly dismal performance, Joel upends their idyllic life by leaving Midge for his secretary, Penny Pan. Midge drunkenly returns to the gaslight in her nightgown. In a spontaneous, profanity-laced rant, she unloads her misery, giving a hilarious performance. After burying her breasts, Midge lands in a police car with comedian Lenny Bruce, who was arrested for using obscene language in his act. Gaslight manager Susie Meyerson, recognizing Midge's natural talent, bails her out of jail. The next morning, Midge bails out Lenny Bruce. Those are things that happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Um, other things happened as well. That's true. First, though, I will say I'm the pro- I'm the one that never saw this. Mm-hmm. Both of you have seen this episode already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, nice. Uh, I'll be honest. I think it's 57 minutes long. I think for the first 20 minutes, I I thought I don't think i like this <laughs> but i feel yeah. like something has to happen mm-hmm. yeah and i have to wait until that happens before i decide that i don't like sure it. and i waited and i liked it 
I think that's fair. I think the first like third is a is a, it's really setting the New York time period scene. Mm-hmm. It does a good job because without all of that, um, her like set at the end probably wouldn't have like landed as well as it did because because yeah. we had to learn the thoughts and feelings and her ins and outs mm-hmm. before we did that. So it was all necessary. And now that it's like, you know, there's like, okay, I get what's happening now. Or, you know, I get that yeah. her husband left her and now she is going to follow his dream because she's good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that seems like a fun, that seems like a fun, uh, fun thing. Let's move on to yeah. episode two. So the, so the, <laughs> so the ins and outs is that she's a, woman in the we still assume 50s is that the did that say that said 58 58 late 50s Mm -hmm. uh and so she's doing things that we would think are insane as three uh males like she's measuring every part of herself and her friend imogene is documenting it for her and yeah she measures herself every day every day for 10 years like ankles calves and hips waist bust all the all the things that you do mm-hmm. uh she also gets up after her husband uh, goes to bed to do this whole night care routine mm-hmm. then cracks the like shade of the window so that it wakes her up before his alarm goes off so that she can take out her curlers and her, take off her mask and stuff mm-hmm. bonk bonker stuff which like i'm sure Bonkers. some of that stuff probably for sure was thing it, maybe not mm-hmm. to that degree or maybe like you know yeah because in, in the show she go he goes to sleep and then when he's asleep she goes and does this whole like nighttime routine mm-hmm. and then she like gets rid of all of that before he wakes up and then when he wakes he's up totally with the alarm unaware. yeah she pretends like oh i was just sleeping this whole time right <laughs> right like so not just that she's doing all this extra work but that she's making it look yeah she's making it look seamless to him illusion of perfection Mm -hmm. yikes it's terrifying (laughs) terrifying i'm so sorry (laughs) anyone who feels like they need to do that from some societal pressure that's what i do that's that's why you You, look the way you do you do have you've never not had perfect hair yeah Mm. (laughs) this is how i wake up Mm. you're born like that skin is immaculate Mm. (laughs) <laughs> brag about it <laughs> yeah so uh well the whole so the whole part of part of this uh like opening is that she is giving a speech at her own wedding which is not a common thing mm-hmm. maybe especially not for a bride in the late fifth or the whenever 50s mm-hmm. mid 50s Nin- it guess. would be uh, like 1954 mm-hmm. but so that right off the bat is like oh like she likes to be up in front like in front of a crowd she's comfortable she's not like telling jokes but she's like talking about how they met and stuff and then with like while she's talking we're also seeing like clips of what kind of really happened and at one point she says that her uh, that joel had taken her to like see poetry and 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 shit you know high class stuff but mm-hmm. then the clip is the, of them at a burlesque show which is emceed by gilbert gottfried yeah it's amazing <laughs> uh but they're there because like after like the burlesque show is a comedian mm-hmm. lenny bruce so we kind of get that glimpse into the joel super into that mm-hmm. and then yeah 
Is there something else that happens before? I mean, not really. Then we see like her doing her crazy like wife stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we do realize mm-hmm. side plot that at her wedding they pissed off the rabbi because she at the end of her speech she said there was shrimp in the grits or something egg rolls and egg rolls um (laughs) and uh it seems it seems to be a jewish (laughs) no-no and her father abe weissman is uh uh, tony shalhoub is arguing with some other wedding guest about does the bible actually say (laughs) yeah does the hebrew scripture actually say say shrimp Um, specifically (laughs) (laughs) and uh so there's all that. So the cause the other side thing in the current day of 1958 is mm. that they finally landed the rabbi to come to their house for uh, Yom Kippur. Yep. The next day. So they're going to have like 30 feet people over. Yep. And so, but then they go um, her and it's just for the most part, then it's just kind of her and uh, Joel going to the comedy club. The gaslight. The gaslight. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, seeing what she does to prepare for it. And then she like schmoozes the dude that like works there to get Joel like a better thing. And she like takes notes Mm -hmm. and like is doing all this stuff and is super involved. But she's still like she (laughs) I think one of the bigger things is that she just thinks it's like this is a couple thing that we do like this. Mm -hmm. This is your this is like your like passion, your hobby. Love this. And so she just goes with her husband because like she's the perfect wife, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And then he goes on the second night we get there because it's his friends are there um, and he's supposed to go on and she gets him a a time slot and he goes and he just bombs because mm-hmm. he like tries to he basically just tries to like ad lib a little bit. Yeah. At at her suggestion, because she found out that the previous night he had just done a Bob Newhart bit. And she found that out because he was doing it on TV. <laughs> yeah, Bob Newhart was. And she was like pretty upset about that. Like this, that his, her husband has not been writing his own material. Could mm. you imagine going to like an open mic night and then hearing someone just like do Dane Cook or something like that? <laughs> I would kind of laugh. Okay, that, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, that was a bad example. Because you would know it. Yeah. Joe, would this you guys doing covers? Imagine, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doing covers. Okay, shoot. Well, I created, I created something great. Um, a new niche, or like the, you know, someone went up and did the new John Mulaney and uh, like special on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, like when I went sure to rehab, something. you know. Sure. Um, so it's interesting. I don't know if that was necessarily potentially true back then, mm-hmm. or whatever. But well, probably, I would be like probably really yeah, all right because it's like. There's, we don't have internet back then, so it's harder to know. Yeah. Like, there's less stuff that everybody's seen. Like, there's just no way to know. Mm-hmm. Life is generally just a little bit more sadder, so there's not much more to joke about. <laughs> yeah. So they have yeah. To steal People for get. sure still do that. They just get caught mm-hmm. now. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy if that would be a normal thing, if that is a normal thing. It's now gotta, you just use chat GPT to write your bit, your tight five. That's why I'm reading it right now. That would be a dirt thing, bag thing to do. Says Chat GPT. Mm. A dirt thing bag. <laughs> <laughs> gotta work just, on that algorithm. Just, well, I just gotta quite... re- I just gotta read better. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh so he bombs, basically. Yeah. And then when they get home, he is packing her suitcase mm-hmm. um with clothes because he's like, I don't want this life, I'm gonna leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she finds out he's uh stupid. 
the the his secretary. Secretary, yeah. yeah. Yeah, at first I was like, really just like leaving this marriage because he like had a bad night at the club. But then, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. essentially, essentially, <laughs> yeah, it seemed a little like boo hoo hoo, like woe is me. Yeah, but a then little. like it seemed a lot like that. And he <laughs> mentions like, the stuff about the secretary, and then it's like, okay, well then it's just like this is the last straw, and he's really like, yeah, kind yeah. of done with this. He's got a little bit of like a midlife crisis thing going on where it's like he's mm-hmm. got a high powered businessy job but like he doesn't like it he wants to do something else he wants to do comedy mm-hmm. i'm glad he's not the main character because it's like oh great i'm just gonna watch a tv show about me do <laughs> 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 yeah. do you guys recognize him at all no no i think the only other thing i've ever seen him in is he's in like a few episodes of the walking dead hmm. where oh, okay. he he's in like a is early on and he's in like a rival group or something and they, they capture him and he's just kind of dragged along for a few episodes and he's trying to talk his way into like being in the group, but I think he gets shot or something. Oh, well then spoiler cheese. I don't, I don't, I mean, he probably gets eaten by a zombie, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, but then he leaves, she gets drunk and somehow ends up, I mean, for the most part, like, who cares? But, like, the other stuff. She goes and see her parents and tells them and stuff. Yeah, and, I was like, going to say, that part is hilarious. That part is funny, I guess. <laughs> Tony yeah. Shalhoub is fantastic. Uh, mm. Whatever, Rose, the mom, I forget her name. What he just did in fantastic. this one episode, Tony Shalhoub, was yeah. better than anything I had seen when we watched Monk. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Th- I was definitely thinking, like, he must have really, like, taken off, like, like the other seasons have are like much more like their whole episodes that are much more centric to he's got some big like actual B plots and stuff. Mm. Which oh, is okay. fun. Yeah. He wasn't in this a whole lot. Mm. He must have tested well. He in ten, the audience 10 out of 10 for me. 10 out of 10 shown Tony Shalhoub. I mean the mom too. I think those two really like they, they jump. They, they work jump well. Off. They work well together too. Uh, but she basically what we see her like go to the like was she just in her apartment seeing like the setup for tomorrow yeah mm-hmm. her place grabbed a bottle of like wine or whatever that mm-hmm. was and drank all of it and then ended up back at the gaslight later that night and then the guy that was like emceeing walked off the stage and she just kind of wandered on to mm-hmm. kind of uh wax philosophical to herself but then ended up doing a banger set. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just saying stuff that was real about the stuff that happened that night about like her husband leaving and, but like with her mm-hmm. like natural, cause she, cause she talked like that. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. Cause she did talk like that the whole episode where she would like say mm-hmm. something and then make like a, like a funny comment or like say it funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of thing. Say it like weird. And so she was doing that then drunk. So it was, pro- and then mm-hmm. I think she, and then busted her tits out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she she uh, showed us the goods, if you will. <laughs> which Joe and I were both saying. Like, what did you say? Like, there's one thing I remember about this episode. Yeah, it was just like when I was thinking back, because a lot of times we like in the the preamble we talk about like things you remember from like the pilot, and like when I think back about this, I'm just like I remember the premise. 
I also remember that she showed her boobs. And I just feel like if I come yeah. in and just be like, the only thing I remember about the first episode was boobs. It just seems a little unseemly. Well, I mean, in all, <laughs> yeah. in all fairness, that was very surprising. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they do it in a, like a surprising, like funny way. It's not like a normal, like, like HBO, like kind of gratuitous way. Although mm-hmm. we did see a burlesque boob at one point. But <laughs> I do like the way that they they kind of shock you with it and then like because that's not a thing that this is not like a show like that like mm-hmm. that has like nudity in it the rest of the series you know just that season those season one boobs and then i mean i guess that is a thing the episode season one episode one boob yeah get you hooked hmm. <laughs> get you when you put it like that <laughs> uh so, yeah and then she well and then she gets arrested Oh yeah. right, for, for we, her boobs out. I mean, we kind of talked about this, mm-hmm. but in the beginning, so the stuff we talked about in the beginning. The bigger thing is, then also the for lady like public indecency. The lady that works at the club, Susie, mm-hmm. um, like bails her out of jail, and then mm-hmm. kind of is like, "Hey, kid, you got something? Let me show you what's up." Yeah, and Susie, Susie works at the Gaslight. I don't know if she's like a she was behind the bar when we saw her the first couple times, and it was pretty like. Uh, salty. I don't know. Pretty like she does not want anything to do with these, with these people. She doesn't like Joel's comedy. She's like mm. rolling her eyes. Well, she knows it's stolen. She mm. that's probably because she knows it's stolen. Because she she said it. She was like, he steals the stuff. Ah, okay. Um, she like has noticed that Midge is always coming in to bribe the the uh, whoever's running the show yeah to get a better set time for joel um but then she sees midge and her boobs she did try to also <laughs> help her not get arrested because she was like she's like ah, she's she's new she like doesn't know the rules yeah, or whatever drunk, like she's just yeah. yeah she literally just wandered in here off the street <laughs> and then they put her in the cop car and next to her already in the back of the cop car is lenny bruce that lenny she's bruce. seen so she knows him well, has seen his comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then she, after she gets bailed out, she like, I guess she, she thinks about it and then she decides uh, she does want to get Susie's help to like get good at uh, being yeah. funny in front mm-hmm. of people. And then she goes back and bails out Lenny Bruce just to ask him if he actually like loves what he's doing. And he kind of doesn't really gives her a kind of a non-answer but she's like yeah you you love it do you guys are you guys aware of lenny bruce this is like a weird thing about this show to me is that lenny bruce was a real comedian yes like i know that part was like arrested for for being i mean i think he had a lot of troubles but was (laughs) like arrested for like obscenity all the time Mm. because you weren't supposed to like say certain things back then even like in your comedy just like today, it's just like a lot of com- like, comedians like do is push yeah, the yeah. push the envelope, like George Carlin did, yeah. and whatnot. I w- I'm vaguely familiar with Lenny Lenny Bruce, but yeah, if you like really into like you know gross like obscene humor, you probably heard the name. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> All right, <laughs> clean cut hit Joe over here, pristine oh. haircut, pristine <laughs> hometown Joe. 
so modest listening to some lenny bruce will like put some hair in my chest yeah or wherever if only joe's gonna come here next week and he's <laughs> gonna be a yeti <laughs> <laughs> just on the chest <laughs> all of his head perfect head hair just moves <laughs> right down just the sternum down. yeah um i mean but when they the got sternum quaff when they got done with the like whole housewife stuff and then got into like right after he bombed this episode just took off yeah mm-hmm. And it was great. It was like getting good. It was a very gradual. And then that like, the uh, you know, it really shot up exponentially mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Solid. Ready to roll. Do you guys got anything else to say about this episode? I feel like I can't really say anything else because I've seen <laughs> every other episode except for the next one. Yeah. I really liked uh, how Midge was written. She was good like her yeah are you guys so you guys gilmore girls fans do this feel like that to you no i'm, I'm not, not a, i'm not a gilmore girls yeah, fan no okay there was a lot because there was a lot of stuff i noticed in this that like after watching it you don't really think about where like their dialogue is fast but then it's also like not just like midge who rachel Brosnahan can like really pull that off but then it's like she's got something going on and then like able like walk by in the background and say something hilarious mm-hmm. and just keep going and you just kind of blow past it because it's not like the actual like dialogue you're supposed you know yeah but there's a lot of that yeah it's very i mean it's fast and like quippy which is very just like cw right mm. you know when that was where gilmore WB. Girls was right wb or whatever it 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 has like I don't, you know, uh, if W W B is like the uh, or C W would be like the uh, the poor man's <laughs> Amazon Prime <laughs> like or for this show, like it's like that, but like I don't know, not as campy right. as uh, W B and C W shows are and were. When I think of Gilmore Girls, this is probably just her horrifically wrong. As just I just think of those two, the the mom and daughter just doing that just back and forth as mm-hmm. fast as humanly possible mm-hmm. and not like the rest of the world doing that along like with them mm-hmm. but i don't i don't i couldn't tell you <laughs> joe anything else before predictions nope all right well, let's do it then um i guess should i do mine first since i'm the brand newer one to the show Noob. yeah the virgin number one midge is on the tonight show Ooh, with uh, yeah, with who? Whoever's there, Jimmy Fallon. With (laughs) (laughs) I looked, so we're jumping to. I looked it up. No, I looked it up. The Tonight Show uh, debuted in like 1954. Yeah, wasn't it? So it was uh, Jimmy Carson. Carson? Johnny Carson. Jimmy. Was that Uh, the Tonight Show? I think so. Yeah. So uh, believe him, but whoever you know, if she she goes and sees like Jay Leno or something like that, I'll work. That'll (laughs) that'll be fine with me too. Uh, number two, I think an assassination happens. Mm. I can't. I don't know what cerebral. Well, I don't know. You know, <laughs> it's like somewhere between like the forties and like the seventies. Someone was getting assassinated every six months in mm-hmm. like the United States, right? Sure. So, like, like Doctor MLK is that? What yeah, <laughs> is that like what him doing? for instance, or like JFK. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh right, any of the K's. Yeah. Well, really, if you're yeah, if you got a K, <laughs> you got three letters and it ends in K. You got assassinated. Man, look out. Uh number three, I think Susie is dead or gone. 
Oh, interesting. Um, and then since the rabbi was a kind of a big running joke, I think the rabbi is mentioned or is back. Okay. Again. All right. Cool. I could see it. Um, I have that there's a flash forward to 2023. Oh, God. Tonight show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't really know how that happens because, again, like, Maisel would probably be, like, 90 years old. But, like, maybe it's, like, her grandkids Yeah, there'll be 70, Ooh, look, basically 70 years after this first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 65, I guess, technically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but somehow flash forward to 2023. People okay. are in a museum looking at Miss Maisel, the world's first woman comedian. <laughs> um, I think that there's a trip to LA. I think that we step outside the, the boundaries mm. of New York. I also thought that New York City was very um, interestingly portrayed here. Mm-hmm. Um, in just that, like it's it looks very busy. It's like very crowded. Like there's. The scene where she's like going to the deli to like get something and it's like oh, there's yeah. like a long line and she's like cutting the line and stuff. I just think it a lot of times when stuff is based in New York City, it doesn't feel like a real it feels just like every other city, but this sure. very much felt like a bustling dense city. Yeah, agreed. Um so yeah, anyways, they take a trip out to LA where it's gonna be a little bit more spread out. Um, I think Maisel is on TV somehow. Like the Tonight Show? It could be the Tonight Show. (laughs) Somehow on TV. Mm. Um, and then my last one is that we get to see a horse. Of (laughs) course. Of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Mr. Ed. The horsey. This is probably pre-50s, right? Or maybe early 50s. Mr. Ed? No idea. 60s? Definitely in the 50s. They had horses back then. Love it. They did. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot more. <laughs> I don't know. If there's less horses today or not? I guess <laughs> <laughs> on TV. Okay, I have. I so I've like I said I've seen all this. So I'm I started to do just kind of normal uh, finale predictions. So I said uh, greater than one funeral. Okay. Okay. So two funerals. Two or more funerals. Two or more funerals. Said that really difficultly. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah just was using the symbols because I was typing. It's easier to type. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. And I didn't do greater than or equal to because I don't know how to type that on my um, <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> so two or more. But number two is um one of the kids. Oh, we didn't even talk about. It. She's got two kids, Ethan and Esther. Mm-hmm. And uh, Esther was a baby in this, and Ethan was a few, couple of years old. You've already talked about them more than they were in the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think one of the kids is following in Midge's footsteps. As a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, if that's what she's doing, and that's what they do. Number three, I think Abe plays piano. Abe, when he was like pissed and they were uh, freaking out about joel leaving midge he ran into the other room and slammed a bunch of things and then was playing piano uh loudly Mm -hmm. and i I want that uh bookend all right your bookend is piano mine is the rabbi yeah i like it and then i have a another bookend is just that someone is arrested hopefully (laughs) lenny bruce just again (laughs) constantly maybe lenny Maybe Lenny. Uh, okay. Well, the finale, which I believe was in May 2023, um, it is called Four Minutes. 
We'll be back Ooh, in a tight four. couple seconds. And we're back. We're done with the final episode of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It was called Four Minutes. Jimmy, do you have a write-up? Is that a... Is that a Kanye song? Four Minutes? Or Jimmy, is do you have a, a write-up? Is that a... Rihanna... I'm going to think about it. In 1965, <laughs> San Francisco drug-addicted... Oh, in 1965, San Francisco, comma, drug addicted Lenny Bruce can barely perform. After countless arrests, the controversial comic is now banned from most clubs. Bruce declines Susie's management offer, while Midge avoids seeing him so diminished. Meanwhile, 1961, Midge bails out Susie, who became combative when police found her sleeping in a park bench. Uh, Moish and Shirley are retiring to Florida, so that's Joel's parents that we did not meet in the pilot. Gordon Ford, resentful at being coerced to have Midge on the show, turns her appearance into a brief human interest spot with his lady writer. Midge hijacks the segment and gives a sensational stand-up performance. Gordon is initially seething but becomes impressed and invites Midge to the guest couch. He promises viewers the marvelous Mrs. Maisel will be on the show again, then leans over and whispers she's fired. In a flashback flashback to six months earlier, Bruce tells Midge she will be famous if she claims the spotlight. In 2005, Midge, in her 70s, lives alone in a palatial Manhattan apartment. Her and Joel... Her and Joel's wedding photo is prominently displayed on a desk there. Midge, maintaining a busy career, calls Susie, now retired in the tropics. They simultaneously watch Jeopardy videotapes, joking and reminiscing. And everyone lives happily after after. No one, no one, they're still alive to this day. No one ever dies. Not in this world. Just this once. Um, Joe, this is the first time you've seen the finale. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all first seen the finale. Yeah. I guess actually, Jimmy. Now you've seen the whole, <laughs> you've seen the whole show now. Uh huh. Thoughts? Good. It it good. Watch. <laughs> it <Now>. good. <laughs> um, yeah. It was re- well. I was surprised because um, so the the like flash forward at the end that was something that was really prominent in this last season. I've kind of been like iffy about it but then like until the last like 10 15 minutes or however that last thing was there was like a little bit of jumping there but like not like the flash forward stuff so i was kind of confused like is this just gonna be totally different than the rest of the season so they've been flashing to 2005 or just all over the place just kind of all over to like what her kids are doing and then her her and Susie being older and kind of being on the outs like Susie's was not her manager at the end of her career. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And just kind of wrapping the, which is a cool way I think to wrap up the final season, but yeah, they, they did a lot of, um, there were a lot of like longer scenes I felt in this episode compared to the pilot. It seemed that way. That I think me? so because it's just um, a lot of it is the setup for the 
Gordon Ford show. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is set up for the Gordon Ford show, and then the middle act is just the the Gordon Ford show. <laughs> right. And all that comes with that and her doing her bit. Yeah. The Gor- yeah, obviously the Gordon Ford show, part of it was like a long part of the episode, but even like her parents like just like trying to get a cab, like her her dad trying to get a hold of her mom and then them trying to they were just in the street trying to hail a cab for what seemed like forever <laughs> on the show. And I was like, you guys are, how far away are you? Because you're going as fast as this traffic that's not moving whatsoever. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a big city. They're not going to make it. I didn't know whether or not it was like a like a big traffic jam all of a sudden for whatever reason. Yeah, they didn't really say. It's a shift change. It was a shift change. I don't really understand how that works. Yeah. So when some people work their entire shift, then they change it. Mm-hmm. And other people come and take their place. Mm. So... All the cabbies were driving back to the cab, the garage, uh, to to shift change. Gotcha. Yeah, drop the cars off because they don't want to work no more. You know, first shift. You seem you feel like they sh- they would like shift. stagger that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> every cabbie's. Yeah, it seems seems weird that every cabbie would be done at the exact same time. Well, yeah, and they're not all the they're not even just yellow cabs. There was like. Other ones yeah, too. Every company. So I assume they're different cab done. companies. I don't think that's how it works. It's probably not how it works, but it does work like that for comedy. Um, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, why is Joel back? Joel's been. They never been like leave. on and off for a long time. Uh huh. Um, I mean, and like they're trying to figure out how to like raise their kids and stuff, okay. and. I think their parents like live together for a hot second, like Midge and Joel's parents. Yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a it's lot going on. Well, after the like in that, I think probably from the second episode on, we see Joel's parents a lot, and interacting with her parents a lot, and it's a whole thing. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to think of like a. Like another show that does that where you have, I don't know. All I'm thinking of is Willy Wonka or his grandparents all in the same <laughs> bed. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Same thing. Same thing. Got it. Um, I liked it. I mean, I like the, yeah, I enjoyed this last episode based on what I've seen. Joe, how did you, what do you feel about it? Um, I like that you get, um, you know, a last uh adventure one last plot and with that like one last like bit right um because i feel like in watching the show um you know you you're i picture that a lot of the show is her struggling against the system and trying to find her spot Mm. um and along with that like doing a lot of like real solid stand-up sets and like telling actual jokes like she did in the first episode. Um, and so with this one, there is, you know, one more struggle of trying to get on the show and then once on the show and she's getting screwed over, then still getting to do her bit. Um, and I like when shows have that kind of thing in a finale where it's not just 
wrapping up all of the you know loose ends and plot stuff and you know saying goodbye to characters like there is still just like one more like it, well, there's one more episode of TV. It's not just <laughs> epilogue. Not just epilogue, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones. Get it together. <laughs> yeah. Game of books. Thrones. Figure it out, <laughs> books. Those books are never going to end. <laughs> never, ever, ever. No, not those books. No. Well, they have. They're done. I think what's interesting... Um that they've very much make a point of her uh that she's like isolated mm. like she has in like the present day plot of like the 1965 when she's trying to get on the show or whatever um she still has is it Susie mm-hmm. as her manager right mm-hmm. or at least working with her mm-hmm. um and then she has like her um you know the people that came to see her at the show her parents and um joel and their friends archie and someone imogen imogene imogene yeah yeah. but i get the impression that because she's doing all this stuff it's really like Susie that she's maybe working with day to day but then the rest of her family like maybe sees her whenever because i I got the impression that it was a big thing that they were going to go see her yeah well i think i think that was more around the fact that they did were not okay with this choice that she's made. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, when like at one point, like, like they just literally, and he kind of saw that a little bit with this of like, you'd someone would say something to like one of the parents mm-hmm. and it just, it just like was not like translating, mm-hmm. you know? And I think maybe that's something that parents maybe do, <laughs> but like, for the longest time they didn't even acknowledge that she was like a comedian. And mm-hmm. then when like they finally did, they came to a set and she d- didn't, they didn't tell her. And obviously her stuff like normally is pretty obscene mm-hmm. and like, she's hanging out with Lenny Bruce and she's like, just kind of saying whatever kind of horrible things come out of her mouth, which mm-hmm. is very, very funny. Mm-hmm. And so then it was like, Oh my God, like my daughter is this monster. Mm-hmm. And so, this was like a big deal that they were actually like coming to support her. They've not been supported in this. Yeah. I mean, I also got the impression that this is her first like tonight show. You know, this is like, got your on Carson. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's this big of a deal. Yeah. But yeah, it mm-hmm. struck me a, a little bit of just like the isolation of her that like, it felt like she didn't really have people that she was close to in that 1965 scene, except mm-hmm. like, Susie and like maybe Lenny Bruce because she had a scene with him. Um, it seemed like he was some sort of like mentor or something. Um, and then when it skips ahead to 2005, it's her in like a business meeting where she's got a bunch of people working for her and they're figuring out her like holiday schedule. Um, and she says that she wants to be, you know, in New York for like Christmas because she's or not maybe not Christmas. She said the holidays. Yeah, she wants to be in New York for the holidays because she's never in New York for the holidays. Um, so like that alone tells me that like mm. she's still working, still hustling, still like out by herself. Mm-hmm. Like if she's typically not home for the holidays. Well, and also she was like not okay with having an open Tuesday. Mm-hmm. She's like mm-hmm. nothing on Tuesday. Yeah, and then after that. Mm you have her walking through her like giant penthouse. Yeah. 
um, huge dining room, but it's just, there's like workers there, but she's otherwise there by herself. She's eating dinner by herself. Um, and then she pours herself a glass of Blanton's and then is watching Jeopardy on tape with her friend who is living somewhere in Europe, I guess. Cause it's just like based on time. Yeah, the or? Wikipedia said tropics. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe the other direction somewhere. It's an island somewhere. There's, yeah. a, there's lots of islands <laughs> in the world. <laughs> but yeah, so she's, they very much show her as like very alone. Although she has this like one friend, but even that one friend, it's like, are they really going to make time for each other other than like watching Jeopardy every now and then? Maybe they yeah. maybe they watch Jeopardy like every day. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's yeah, maybe a uh, oh, I mean, yeah, those are on like every day. <laughs> but is that like um is that an ongoing theme cuz the, the impression that I get from that is that they're trying to say that like success is isolating. That yeah. like to really make it in a thing, you have to put all yourself into your work and that makes you you know kind of have to put aside other things and that for some people like she didn't necessarily look unhappy yeah um and i didn't really get that impression but just that like that's just what it is for some people Hmm. i mean she was laughing a lot at the very end Mm -hmm. true with her with her pal yeah and there wasn't ever a moment of just like her being like oh my kids never call or something or like a longing look at a photo album or something she's just like having her day like yeah well and Susie kind of is that too right she she made a point of saying that like at the beginning when she was she was uh confessing to Midge that she had gone to Gordon Ford's wife mm-hmm. to ask this favor and she's like they were a couple mm-hmm. um and she was saying like I'm there's not anyone for me, you know. Yeah, same kind same of a deal. Way. So maybe it's a yeah, they're both they both have that, but so then they they have found each other in that spot. Mm-hmm. What man could keep up with Midge anyway these days, you know? Hmm. Seems like in or ever. 19 <laughs> 1958 uh hilarious uh strong <laughs> that's like everyone knows she is that now it's probably going to be very difficult for a man to handle back then. Yeah. Cause they wouldn't with like expectations. That. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely go like deep into deep into the expectations of women back then. Yeah. Kind of figured. Mm-hmm. Which probably really, uh, you know, maybe just on the surface or different now, but probably not as much as we, uh, you know, would like to think. I mean, I hope no one's waking up at three in the morning to put something on so they can get a ray of sunshine in their eyeballs <laughs> before their husband wakes up so they can wipe wipe it all off so they can act like they're just perfect all the time. Because that's really, that's just, that's just sad for everybody. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's having a good time. Not truly, at least. Not true. Mm. Um, I assume that's what my wife is doing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's on TV. It must be true. <laughs> this is where this is where you learn about women. <laughs> TV, TV, everything I've ever known. I have watched a lot of Jersey Shore, mm-hmm. so I do know a lot about women. <laughs> um, binders full, binder full. Sounds creepy. <laughs> Should we see how we did for predictions? <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, Jimmy. I- Wait, who went first? Did I? I think oh, you did, yeah. I think it was me. 
Um, well, my first one is Midge is on the Tonight Show. I mean, it it's like this universe is Tonight Show. It they're in like the NBC building. <laughs> they're in the yeah Rockefeller. Yeah, I yeah. I would give it to you. Yeah, thank you. I'm not getting anything else. So, <laughs> um, I said there would be an assassination. There was no big news events. Oh, um, oh. I said Susie was dead or gone. She was very much there the whole time. Important part of the show. Um, and then I said the rabbi um, kind of jokes would come back, and I don't think they even said rabbi. No. I, th- my oh, only hope lots was of other Jewish jokes. My only hope was her stand up, and she made other Jewish jokes, but no, no rabbi jokes. Uh, one, one point though. Um, I had a flash forward to 2023, which was close. They made it to 2005, and that's what I was picturing, like, old man, old lady, uh, Maisel. I guess she'd be, like, 100 at that point. Yeah. Who knows? Technology, right? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't not th- it's not that good currently, <laughs> Joe. Uh, right now is 2023? Oh, that's right. Um. A trip to LA that wasn't uh, Maisel on TV. That one for sure. Definitely. Yeah. She made the most of it. Um, and then uh, I had that we get to see a horsey and I don't remember seeing one. I do not recall a horse. Yeah. Man, that would have been, that would have been a, a perfect joke when Rose and uh, Abe were looking for a ride. To the <laughs> they ride studio. a horse and carriage in. Where else? Or, or just like, I was thinking like a cop. Oh, Kramer comes riding up on on a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I had two or more funerals. We had zero. Zero funerals. Uh, One of the kids follows in Midge's footsteps. We didn't see the kids at all in this episode. Mm -hmm. How old are the kids now? Uh, Let's see. So the furthest back we went was like 1961 or something. Yeah, It was 61 where she did the show. I think so. I I think it was 65 when they saw Lenny Bruce when he was crappy. Okay. And then we went back to 61 and I think we... Yeah, because 65 was in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I think we stayed there until they went six months back to see Lenny when they were eating Chinese food. Yeah. So 61. So it's three years after. So they weren't that much older. The kids. Yeah, I want to say that they kind of progress by like year by season in this, because hmm. like the daughter was like actually like walking around and stuff, and the little kid was in school. So then, like, we did see them in flash forwards as adults, though. So I don't know. There. Who's to say? Um, number three, Abe did not play piano. But number four, someone was arrested, and that someone was Susie this time. Yep. And not Midge or Lenny. Yeah, that that, that uh, the person who got arrested was interesting, but someone did get arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so one, one. We all got one. onesies, onesies, onesels. One. It's more. It's, it's good. good. It's a good show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch it pretty good it's uh they're like 45 to an hour yeah they're like 50 50 minutes 50 some um and i'm interested like just immediately start this over because like so are people who's who's writing this i didn't really look deep into that but like writers are they in the writer's room pitching like a tight five is there one person 
writing these bits? Oh, like who's actually writing this modeled after someone's actual life? What's happening? Hmm. These are questions I Is it the Gilmore Girls lady? Does she just want to be a stand-up comic? Maybe. But she's afraid to do, to stand up. Yeah. She's like, I'll just, I'll just write it and someone else can do it. Yeah. Then I'll know if it's funny. It is. It was funny. I liked, uh, I liked the stand-up parts. Um, that's it. That's going to do it for us, I suppose, today. Thank you for listening, listeners. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of us to do some show suggestions or whatnot, you can at FNL Podcast on the Gmail, on the Twitter. There's a Facebook. There's an Instagram. Right? Just trailing off on the social media. They're all the same. They're all the same, right? So, FNL. Truth Social. Truth nope. Social. Uh, what threads? Yeah, are we on threads? Blue sky. Blue sky. Yeah. The threads, the Instagram, the threads conversion is real easy. Ah, okay. Oh, you want threads, Joe? Yeah. That doesn't say anything for how good threads is. I'll just <laughs> say, if you have Instagram, it makes it real easy to sign up for threads. That's fair. I feel like at this mm-hmm. point, I want to be an old man and just say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for a little bit. Yeah. I'm not interested in jumping in. <laughs> gonna hold out on the twitter verse maybe i'll try to get like amazon at threads or something like that so maybe they'll i can like, <laughs> those are probably all already taken by <laughs> you think people trying to get paid so we'll see you next week listeners uh thank you again for stopping on by You've been watching that uh, Nick Fury show? Oh, yeah. Is that any good? Um, I think so.